In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are 10% of the way through after today. Rob's mom did it this better. This is album 50, <laughs> The Blueprint Woo! by Jay-Z. All right. So, guys, I, I, I just want to know, let you know that we did have a little bit of an audio problem with the last episode. Right, okay, here we go. Ready? Last week on Beck Did It Better. Oh, I love the chimes. Hey, guys, I need an actual timeout. I need an actual timeout. I got a recording problem going on here. <laughs> my my counter stopped on my, on my recording, so I'm going to have to, like... This is wrong. Shit, guys, I lost the... I, Rob, I'm, I hope you're recording this on Zoom, Rob, because I something got fucked up. I lost the first half of my... On the last episode, oh. Aaron saw the shit day. <laughs> Said it was because his mind broke down. Halfway through the Outcast episode, when Aaron looked down and then he said, Oh no. He said, I think my mic broke down, but really it was. He never turned it on. It's too bad because Rob worked so hard on the podcast. And Aaron says, No, those guys can eat my ass. Aaron started the show. Aaron started off slow. He had a can and a string instead of a microphone. Yeah. But now we're all the way up to episode number 50. And at least now Aaron uses an iPhone 3. Aaron doesn't care how he sounds on the podcast. Podcast, but we can't kick him off because we need his laugh. Oh, yeah. Picture me in the family cabin trying to sing this. My mom's like, what's going on? He hit those high notes. Your kids are hungry. They want dinner. No, I can't. I recorded a parody song for Jay-Z. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Beck Dead Better. We're all the way up to album number 50. We're talking about Jay-Z, The Blueprint. We've got three guys here whose dick game is sponsored by Nerf. I've got Matt in North Dakota. Matt, how are you doing? Excellent. Thanks for having me, Rob. Yeah, he's fired up. I got Russell in Minnesota. How are you doing, Russell? R-O-B, we're running this pod shit. M-A-T-T, we're running this pod shit. Aaron, I don't care what our listeners say. Your food takes are not lame. Lame. And I've got Aaron, who is all excited for this album because he heard it was full of piss tracks. Aaron in California, how are you doing? What? Piss tracks. Are Instead of diss tracks. I'm glad Russell mentioned that because I got to be honest with you guys. I love this album like cooked food and I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. Nice. There you go. Just wait. My kid came in right when I was saying piss tracks and then put the dog in there. So <laughs> parent of the year, once again, got to explain to Rhoda. Well, see, a piss track is like a diss track. It's like, it's like, why were you saying piss track? And everybody was just staring at you blankly. And it's like, no, Sudi, this is a podcast. It's a very, very important. All right, let's get right into it. Let's get into voicemail. So stupid. Check out my ass. Dumb shit listeners. They can't even tell what we're doing. Yeah, turns out I screwed up the voicemail. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. All right. Hey, boys. It's Krista. Hey, Sarah. But Sarah doesn't really want to talk. 
Um, I have a question for you. What was the first CD you ever owned? I'll go first. Mine was the soundtrack to the Broadway version of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Now, my mom actually bought one that did not feature Donny Osmond, so I had to go return that to the store and get the correct one. Your turn. So I will say this. Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat was a soundtrack that was in my dad's car for approximately eight years. I have the entire thing memorized. I saw the, I saw the show. Unbelievable. It was red and yellow and green and brown and blue. And I can sing the whole thing. And one of the saddest moments I ever had is when I taught in my old high school. And it turns out two years after I graduated, guess what play they did? It was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I could have been in it. I would have been Joseph. I'm like Donny Osmond XXL. I could have done it. Uh, But what was the first CD you owned? Aaron, I can't wait to hear this story. What was the first CD you owned? Michael Jackson, Dangerous. That's the first one that I owned that I bought with uh, with money. First one that I listened to on repeat was uh, I stole my dad's copy of the Motown Greatest Hits. So that was the first one I listened to a lot. But the first one that was mine was Michael Jackson, Dangerous. What was on Dangerous? What was that one? Remember the time that uh, song was. I love that song. We talked about this before. Then when that song came out, that was like the height of Michael Jackson. They did the video yeah. where you've got Magic Johnson and Arsenio Hall in the video. Yeah. That video was huge at the time. So that's a great. That's a great first CD. I think. I remember I saw that black and white video on TV, and when he beat up the car, I went outside and did the same thing. It changed my life forever. <laughs> It, it, I, I was totally scarred by it. I was like, I just want to watch The Simpsons. Now I'm turning into a car, and now I'm turning into a puma and walking around. What? I mean, it's you. You talked about beating up a car. Have you guys ever heard the story of how Aaron and I went and destroyed a car? This is a great no. story. What? This is so a story. In, in college, there was this guy who went to college with us, and he set up this this huge. What was it called, Aaron? A, a scavenger hunt. It was called yeah. Trick into Cafalana Mania. And yep. so he had Gesundheit. he had like a hundred things that you had to do, and you had different points for them, and they were a variety of things. One was have a seance to Andre the Giant in the chapel when no one was around. <laughs> one was to reenact an American Gladiators thing scene. One was for someone to take a shot of sugar, a, so- a shot of salt, and a shot of ramen powder, and you had to have oh, video man. evidence of all these things. Now, now, can I ask you real quick? Back then, how did you take video? Because it's not like phones were just tons of video like what did you have did you have like a big did you have the camcorder with the vcr tapes that go right in you know what i mean like it's this huge like the camera's just giant i drove home to get my mom's camcorder for the weekend (laughs) and we used that we used the camcorder and what was really embarrassing is one of the things was someone had to wear nothing but pudding and aaron of course volunteered first to be the guy who wears nothing but pudding yeah so we do have a video in my mom's vhs player (laughs) Oh, yes. Aaron walking out of a dorm room, butt oh, no. naked with nothing but putting on his junk. It's like Russell's birth, and they taped over it to show Aaron. Like I'm like, it starts with like, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing. This is gonna be great, and that's just Aaron walking out of a dorm room covered in pudding. Be like, damn, Matt. No, no. This was a two day scavenger hunt, though. You had 48 hours to complete it, and the Russ winning team, awesome. the winning team, got a thousand dollars. When you're in college, I know it's split. What? You could have six people on a team, but it was. A thousand dollar prize for the winner. Did and you the, buy in? Was that the deal? No like buy in. No, no buy in. I think he got money from the college, or I don't know how he, he did it. But yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we did a lot of these things. The first day we kind of struggled, but Aaron and I, the thing that had the most points on the whole thing was to cut the top off of a hard top car. 
cut the top off of a hard top car. So Aaron and I are like, let's do this. So we call a local junkyard okay. and we say, can we come out and cut the top off of one of your cars? And the guy's like, I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want. Yeah. So Aaron and I were so stupid. Excuse we go me, to junkyard, the hardware- sir. We're from the local liberal arts college. <laughs> and we're wondering if, could we come down there and please, please, please let us t- cut the top off your car. And he's like, fuck, whatever. I don't care. That's exactly how it went. Yeah. yeah but yeah. but Aaron, made it, Aaron made us do it in like acapella singing because yeah. Aaron was a music major. So the whole time we were like, I'll cut the roof. I'll cut the roof. <laughs> Thanks for joining in, here. guys. Just Russell and I duo. <laughs> I, was just, I was just enjoying your yeah. So Aaron, Aaron and I, we go to the local hardware store. We buy a hacksaw, like some like twenty dollars oh. saw, because we're like no. <laughs> so hacksaw oh. Jim Duggan. We, we drive twenty minutes USA, out to this this thing, and, and we talk to the guys like, yeah, that's the car. Go for it. So we walk out there in this junkyard, and we start sawing on the top of this car as hard as we can, and. We're we're going we're sawing on this thing for probably like ten minutes and it we didn't even make the slightest dent <laughs> yeah, in no. the top. Yeah, oh, that junkyard guy was probably filming you for the junkyard truck to get a cathlon. Get two idiots yeah. to try to saw with a handsaw through a car. <laughs> we're gonna cut with this. The funniest thing was he was also in an acapella group, so him and his buddies were there watching it. It's like, oh, these guys are idiots. 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 Thanks, Thanks. Are you guys doing around? Yes. No. But so anyway, so the guy finally comes out and he's like, you know, I'll rent you a Sawzall if you guys want. Like he felt bad right. for us because we yeah. couldn't cut like the top off. Bucks or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he finally, we Aaron and I rented a Sawzall from this guy for 20 bucks and we cut that shit right off. We, we cut did. the whole top off of the Straight car. Up. Straight up and down. And, and then you won, right? You won the thousand bucks? Actually, no. We got pounded. We lost, but at least we got that on video. That's on video, it. and Aaron wearing nothing but pudding is on video. I have I have video evidence. We did also one of the tasks was to acquire Viagra, and we did acquire Viagra, and then no one was bold enough to try taking it. Everyone was oh, afraid you of cowards. <laughs> Everybody, I mean, guys, imagine just imagine having a rock hard erection. Oh, what for four hours? <laughs> oh, and then and then Aaron's, yeah. uh, Aaron's acapella group would come in and start singing, and be like. Rock hard erection. Rock hard erection. erection. We're waiting for you, man. Rock hard erection. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to do rounds, guys. I don't know how <laughs> to do rounds. This is not a round. <laughs> oh. Talk about this. Discuss this on the podcast. I thought it was a round. Sorry. <laughs> no. Why did we start talking group. about this? Yeah, Great no question. Idea. I was wondering. I think the question was, what was the first CD you owned? <laughs> You're lucky that when the junkyard you're lucky that when the junkyard guy is like, do you want to rent a saw? That he wasn't like, would you like to play a game? You're like, yeah, actually we are. We're cutting a saw off the car. Hmm. Oh, that sounds like a good game. The game is, what was your first CD? Can you imagine being Hacksaw Jim Duggan? You're like, okay, I'm Jim Duggan. I'm going yeah. to be Hacksaw Jim Duggan. It's like, okay, well, what do you want to carry out into the ring? And he's like, better take this two by four and this American flag. It's like, well, don't you want a hacksaw? Oh, no, 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 no. Much too dangerous. I want this two by four in American flag. This will. Well, that guy's got a snake over there. <laughs> yeah, he's Jake the snake. That makes sense. You're a hacksaw Jim Duggan. You have a two by four. You should be lumber, lumberyard Jones. Ah, damn it. I'll never be famous. I cannot think of things off the top of my head very quickly. Um, there was a, a grocery store in Vermont that just had a picture of Hacksaw Jim Duggan by the deli counter, and he looked so fucked up. It was like way post like super drug use. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He was like, Ugh. and I was always like, Ugh, I'll take a 
F on to roast beef. Uh, all right. So that was a great voicemail. Thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it. Matt, what was your first CD? I was going to say, did we answer any questions there? Matt, what was your first CD? I think I got two at the same time. I got the Cranberries, No Need to Argue, the original Z Hombe, um, and then Stone Temple Pilots, Purple. I know Russell's. I, mine was either, I'm pretty sure it's LL Cool J, Mama Said Knock You Out. The only other one it could have been is Rex in Effect. That was my rump guess. Shaker. That was my guess. <laughs> rump Shaker. Okay, so Matt got SDP. I had Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Russell had Rex in Effect's Rump Shaker. And Rosie, what That's was yours was again? That was huge at the time. Russ, um, Rosie, what was Michael yours? Jackson I forgot. Dangerous have, oh, yeah. Michael I mean, dangerous I think you can tell what kind of person you are just by the first CD you owned. Like, I think that very much puts you into like a lane for the rest of your life. Like, oh, Russell loves the rump. Is that what you're saying? Oh, <laughs> I mean, look at Russell. If you put a sign on him right now that said rump shaker, everybody'd be like, sure, that sounds good to me. I, he, yeah. I, I mean, mean, he looks like the ultimate rump shaker. Russell, I'd pay to see that rump shake. All right, all right. Let me tell Hold you. On. Hold on. Yeah. Are you guys gonna Are you guys <laughs> gonna do joke? some acapella background music or not? Yeah. All I wanna <laughs> do is zoom, 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 zoom. Shake that rump. Rob, if you were in the acapella group, would you have to be the bass guy, the real low bass? No. Didn't I, you hear that? Didn't you hear the opening song? He can hit those high. I know. If you want group. to hear about the greatest story of all time, of all time. story. Can't even do the fucking <laughs> words. Right. God, I'm a mess today. Actually, you know what? I should say this. I have a friend who is joining the New York Gay Choir, and they will also take on allies. And so she wants me. It's one day a week, and I was thinking about joining. I don't know. I, I haven't been in a choir since I was like 12, but I thought it would be super fun. And plus, it's like lesbians. I'm like, choirs and lesbians? This is my dream come true. This is what I'm talking about. My mom said to me once, she's like, what would you think if your kid was a lesbian? I'd be like, oh, thank God. Because I know me and I know my friends and I'm like a great guy. I'm a great guy. And you guys hear the things that get edited on this podcast. It's terrible. The yeah. people who requested the dirty versions of my song will not talk to me anymore. Like I they, haven't call, they, they haven't called in, have they? No, they have not called in. They, they are permanently <laughs> scarred. They're like, oh, this is what Rob's really like. This is very, very Aaron bad. from Minneapolis, I'm calling you out specifically. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Call back in. I promise I won't make, I don't make any more songs like that. That was a joke. It was an extreme it's a character. I keep telling people it's a character. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I almost quit the podcast when I heard what Matt does in the privacy in his own own bedroom on that song. That was brutal. It was, yeah, it was disgusting. And and who knew that you could even do that? <laughs> who knew that I was that I was that flexible, right? Yeah, I didn't know that you were flexible at all. <laughs> and you think the iPhones keep getting bigger and bigger, it'd be harder to do, but I don't know. All right, <laughs> let's get into rolling, don't we? <laughs> It's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for Rolling Going. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm the main host, so I'll go first today. I will tell you right now, Beck Did It Better is officially on TikTok. We are on TikTok. We have an account on TikTok. If you want to see the clips that I've also posted on Instagram uh, that I haven't made for like two and a half months now, or pics of people grilling. Uh, which are much less popular. Our, our Instagram, our, our podcast ones have like a thousand clicks. The grilling one has like three. It's very depressing. But the reason I got on TikTok is that my cousins have kids who are like legitimate viral TikTok stars. They are to the point where they get free swimsuits and sunglasses and stuff like that. And they were visiting me here at the cabin and they did a video when they first got here of a seven second dance. That video is now at 28 million views. No, none of my... None of my dates have been impressed with my seven second dance. I got to be honest with you. They weren't impressed with the seven seconds. 
That's might work for the TikTok world. Just, it has not worked for me. You know? Do you have Rump Shaker playing in the background when you're doing your seven-second dance? I mean, that would probably make it a six-second dance if I was oh. getting into the music. It would just be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> there was just one rump shake. There was one shake of just the that, Just that <laughs> horn, just that deep horn that's coming in at yeah. the beginning of that song. It's oh. like, and then it's like, wait, what? That was it? I don't remember so much muffled sobbing in the middle of Rump Shaker, but I guess... <laughs> The way it goes. Oh, so that's my horrible. cousins or my cousins once removed, if you want to be technical, were like, hey, I know what's going to make a great viral video. And that is <laughs> let's add my 41 year old uncle in a speedo. And then another one where I got. So I did one in a speedo. TikTok censored it. They wouldn't put it out for four days. They thought it was too much. So I did another one in shorts. And then they actually released both of them. Both of those videos are currently at about 32,000 views. So I did. You know, for, for for all these times, I've not want to been viral during this COVID stuff. And all of a sudden I want to go viral and it's not happening. It just, I, I have totally failed going viral. Rob, Rob, they have medication for most of these things. I've, I've in one of my seven second romps, I, they fixed that viral. Issue. <laughs> they, it's you not can, there for the rest of your life. I don't care. I'm, I'm married. Yeah. Like I said, I, you, remember we can get herpes from the Peloton. <laughs> if anybody asks, that's, the, that's our, that's our line. So I, what I will say though, is that I have to, I have to tell you TikTok, <laughs> the comments that I got on this video, if you are a big fat guy in a speedo will make you feel so good. It is incredible how horny people are on TikTok. They are so incredibly horny and they are desperate. And so let me tell you some of the comments that I got with me in the middle in a speedo doing a dance. Ready? Let's hear it. Damn, where do I find this man? Sunglasses emoji. The guy in the white chair is beefy. And then the emoji where the the smiley face is licking its lips. Ooh, beefy. Beefy. Nice. Uh, So this one said, okay, this is my absolute favorite. It says, the one in the middle is mine with three pregnant lady emojis. Oh, I didn't know there were. Three. Three pregnant lady emojis. That sounds like a nightmare. Uh Three at one time. Aaron. Aaron turned off his video and he went he went into his tent to look for the pregnant lady emojis. That's so weird that he would do that. The guy in the white chair, dude, he's funny. He got up and was like, oh, yeah, I'm sexy crying face. So not not as good as he's beefy, but you're beefy. I, I would say you're beefy is the one. The beefy that I, I could live on your beefy. So now I have been addicted to actually scrolling through the oh, Beck no. did a better TikTok and just going through videos. And I got to say, guys, this algorithm has nailed me this algorithm <laughs> it is incredible how fast i don't like or anything i just am like sitting there there are now two kinds of videos on the tiktok for the beck did a better feed one is uh uh pimple popping videos giant blackhead cysts wow, wow, all of wow. Russ's favorite I thought, stuff I, I thought we weren't doing this i saw one where it was getting stuff out of an ear it blew my mind it was like 45 wow, seconds of the dig- i know you're like you're like just tur- like serving mad up here i don't get it then the other kind of videos that for some reason were to me were like these pseudo lesbian videos where like these girls were just about to kiss and then they'd act like they're not going to kiss and i was like this is incredibly hot i can't believe i was like look how look at how awesome this is i was like this is everything i wanted growing up and then next is a lesbian video and i'm like whoa this is great too i like this as well like these videos were i was making a joke you fuckers about it the first one was a pimple popping video that i thought was so, like, we're on a podcast, guys. We can, like, talk about stuff or we can I'm talk asking, about stuff, whatever. I'm asking you. You said there was a joke in there. I don't know where it came from. <sighs> okay, wow, I'm going to redo it. Are fired. you ready for this, Rosie? Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. So, I was watching one video, right? Right. And I was got like, it. oh, my God. I was like, that's so hot. I was like, look at that. Oof. 
It's great, man. Look at this. Look at that. Look at the size of those things. Oh, and then the next one was a lesbian video. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is the pimple popping video. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> what we have here is a failure to communicate. I was trying to make it sound like you would think the first video was a lesbian video, but then it turned out as a pimple popping video. Oh, I get it. Oh, because you're turned on by the pimples popping. Yeah. Jesus and you're so Christ. By it. I, get, I get it, Rob. That's good. I good honestly good. tried this joke out on a friend today at lunch and she laughed at it. Okay. So I was like, <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. And then I come here and you four, you three are just staring at me like. <laughs> I think this is why the TikTok is for like the 20 year olds. Yeah, you might be out of your element here, Rob. Yeah. Uh, listen, if watching lesbians and pimple popping is wrong, I don't want to be right. Lock me up and throw away the key. So th- that is that is my uh rolling going. Russell rolling going, how's it going with you? Rolling going, I may need to go to the dating corner. Can I go to the advice corner for a little bit? Always here for I, that. I definitely get, need some get, advice get, on how to handle something. Always here for it. It's time for Russell's Advice Corner. Oh, yeah. My advice is if you have a good joke, don't try to tell it on the show. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, keep them to yourself. <laughs> when it comes to dating apps, you guys have never been able to use dating apps. I know Rob is very jealous of this. Aaron is jealous, but he always talks about it after we're done recording. Uh, Aaron, you were telling me about Ashley Madison. What's that? I'm not familiar. No, it's a dating app for married guys. I heard about it. I heard about it online. <laughs> heard about it. I think I read about it. But anyways, I, I started thinking, you know, when you're into dating apps, people, they you focus so much on pictures. People are always swiping on pictures, but so often people don't read what is actually written on there. So what I thought I could do is share some of the profiles I've came across over the last week and some of what was written on there. And then you guys could tell me, is this... Someone I should be swiping on or someone who's not. Okay. Oh, wow. Cool. So, so the two things are swipe or not? No, we're going to make oh. this even more fun. Okay. As you guys also know, this podcast came out in the middle of the Olympics. Are you guys big Olympics fans or not? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Big so what, what I thought we could do is play a game called Tinder Gold, Tinder Silver, or Tinder Bronze. Ooh. So I'm going to give you guys each of these pick these lines. Oh, what's that? Oh, I like this music. I love it. Oh, sorry. So I was gonna, watching. A, I was watching a pimple popping video. Just wait. This one, yeah, this one's six to midnight for me all the, all summer long. Yeah, and this this will be the song that gets our uh, pod kicked off. Every so time. John Williams yeah. is coming for us. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll copy ET next week. Anyway, so what I thought we would do is I'm going to give you guys a line, and you're going to tell me this is a gold line. I got to swipe on her. Okay. This is a silver line or silver medal. Swipe the other way. Not good enough. Or a bronze medal, I just need to cancel my my subscription. <laughs> okay. Oh, Gold, like silver, or bronze. You okay. guys interpret it however you would like. The first line I came across that I thought you guys would like is, one day some guy is going to come see me eating a whole rotisserie chicken with my bare hands in my parked car and think, that's her, that's the one. What type of medal would you give to that? The lady who's eating the whole rotisserie chicken in her parked car. If she would have stopped with the whole rotisserie chicken... Maybe silver, maybe silver, maybe gold. <laughs> yeah. But then she then she kind of kept going, and so she's a bronze. No a bronze. bronze. No way. That's wow. a gold. Oh yeah. No, listen. You got some woman who's talking about eating a rotisserie chicken in the car. Gold, 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 gold. Swipe, so we'll swipe, swipe. A, go- a gold is a super swipe. A gold is a super swipe. You say super swipe, right? I think that's absolutely a super swipe. Rosie, what do you think? Yeah, gold. I mean, you can hang on to eat rotisserie chicken. Like that's 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 a great place to start your day. Yeah. 
Rosie's getting on Ashley Madison right now as we speak, so he can get out. He can meet this woman. Chicken, that's like a nice breakfast with some coffee, and then you can get going on the rest of your day. Yeah. Hey, why are your why do you have why do you have why is that wet spot in the front of your pants? Uh, uh, I was eating a rotisserie chicken in my car. Rotisserie chicken. I forgot to turn my my fanny pack around. It was sitting on my rump shaker, if you will. The next one that I came across that I figured this is a music podcast. We had to touch on this. This one said Hungarian hick Hungarian hippie with rockabilly tendencies. What the hell are rockabilly tendencies? Do you swipe? Is that a gold, a silver, bronze? What are rockabilly tendencies? Go ahead, Rob. Play the song in the background. And yep, she is the uh, the honky tonk man. That's some rockabilly, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. If she's playing this in the background when she pulls up in her car to pick you up, Russell, that's a goal. Yeah, Russell, you get yep. picked up in your car, and this is. And her hair slicked back. I'm coming to your town. <laughs> well, maybe not if she had long sideburns, but everything else. Yep. Aaron, what good. do you think? Hungarian hick hippie with rockabilly tendencies i'm conflicted so i'm gonna give it a silver because the hungarian part makes me think like maybe she could cook up some nice goulash i feel that the rockabilly (laughs) tendencies could be interesting if she can really come through with like what she loves about rockabilly but if she doesn't have any specifics about rockabilly tunes she digs on then she's just making making funny quips and nobody has time for that russell that's a that's a bronze out of bronze yeah here we go we got to get a better medal here gold silver or bronze here's the next one I want to be the girl who will conquer your heart and rumple your sheets. Conquer your heart and rumple your sheets. What medal do you give her, Matt? Matt doesn't Slightly like that sheet confused, rumpling. So I'm going to go with silver. Intrigued, like 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 Rosie said. <laughs> it's kind of it's right in the middle. So yeah, I don't know. The yeah, I'm going to go with silver. What do you think, guys? Conquer your heart and rumple your sheets. I know that you're looking for a, a deeper connection in life, but I think if. If they're mentioning the sheets, you know, maybe you maybe you just give it a swipe just to just to see what what it's all about. Aaron, I'm sorry, but is it a gold, a that's silver? A gold. Or that's bronze? a gold. That's a yeah. That's right. a gold. <laughs> I gotta say, a silver. I don't know. All right, here's here's the next one. We're talking about beds. This could maybe pertain to a water bed, if you will. Ooh. This one said, she said, "Take me swimming or on a boat because I'm aquatic as fuck." Gold, silver, or bronze. Take me swimming or on a boat because I'm aquatic as fuck. I'll tell you what, that's going to get a gold medal for me, and that's a gold medal for some pee play. And I think that's what she's saying in that whole thing. And I think yes. don't ask. Just be like, all right, I'm down for what you're saying. And then just show up with, like, rubber sheets and, like, a, a wetsuit. And she'll be like, wait, what What did you think I meant? I'm going to go bronze unless you have a boat that you can take this person out on or you're willing to go swimming. It's, it, it seems very clear. This is going to be an aquatic. It's going to be a nautical theme kind of date. So unless that's what you're in for, I'd say a bronze. All right. I too, I, only because I would be afraid of what I'd find out. Cause I think Rob's long. I think Rob's got this right. There's some uh, secret language that we don't know about here. And some, some words that are, you know, lead to something that mm-hmm. we're not sure about. So I'm, I'm, I'm scared to be honest with you, Russell. I'm going to go with the bronze. Hey, I'm Russ. I'm here to piss on you. <laughs> oh, wait, what? I'm just trying the more direct stuff now, guys, to make you laugh. I don't know. This is everybody wonders why I have to be so dirty. It's because you just sit there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm desperate. What, what, one of the things, as you guys know, obviously we've talked about Aaron's is it culinary culinary tastes, and yeah. this one kind of touches on that. She says, "All right, f the whole dating process. Just move your shit in, take your pants off. I'm making waffles, gold, silver, or bronze. Move in, take your pants off. 
I'm making waffles. I'm going to go with silver only for the direct, uh, you know, I think sometimes in life you have to take the bull by the horns and just put it out there what you want, you know, and try to go for it. So, you know, again, I don't know if it's the, if it's quite reaches gold, but because she took the initiative, I'm going to go with the silver on that one. I got to say a waffle maker and my pants off. That sounds like all sorts of trouble going on there. I got to go silver just because I'm a little nervous. What's going on there? I think it would be almost too tempting. I mean, think about what the, cause I'll tell you what, sometimes when, after I go to the bathroom, when I'm tucking my stuff back into my fly, it does look like the waffle batter that's coming out of the sides, you know, and I kind of have to poke it back in to get it all in there. So I'm going to give that a silver because I'm too nervous about that. I'm curious to see how Aaron's going to come down on this because I believe waffles are high carb and maybe have gluten. So here's the yeah. thing. Wait, I eat gluten all the time. He hates gluten, folks. Bagel today. I had a brioche uh, bun from my Impossible Burger tonight. So here's the thing. All in the Rob, bathroom. Rob assumes that she has a waffle maker, in which case I say gold. But if she's just talking about some freezer waffles to throw in the toaster, okay, you can do that yourself. So I'm going to say silver until I understand exactly what the waffle situation is. Lego my ego. Right. Okay, well, Aaron, let me ask you a question. Do you think Russ owns a waffle? Not a toaster. Does, <laughs> yeah. I don't know a blender you think. Sorry. Oh, I fucked that up. Let's try that again. I'm going to strike that question for the record. I was going to ask if you have a waffle maker, but I think we all know the answer. Go ahead, Russell. Keep going. All right. Here's the last one. We'll finish up on this is the, the closing ceremonies of the games right here. This is the final question. This is the 100 meter dash. This is the big one. Here was what she put Risha on Carey. the dating app. Risha Carey. She says, I'm looking for an extremely. Wait. And you think that's good that she was kicked off, Aaron. So that's not. We're not going to talk about that. No, keep going. Keep going, Russell. All right. Here's what she says. Gold, silver, so or bronze. So you negative. look like an extremely hard worker, and I have an opening for you. Gold, you look gold, like gold, an extremely gold, 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 hard worker, and I have an opening for you. This is a dating app, right? This is not like Starbucks looking for a bronze. That's fake. job application. <laughs> you don't think she has an opening, Rosie? That's your. She could be hiring, Aaron. Why do you say I, it like that? I think, I think it's not even a real person. I think oh, it's, a, geez, it's a bot. <laughs> Russell, a bot. quit this podcast and go reply to that person right now. <laughs> Matt, any last piece of advice before we get out of the corner here? No, I uh, again, I appreciate the directness that she was going with there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be scared. I'd be scared. Russell, you are talking to to three guys who have been stuck with their families, so we are totally asexual for this whole summer. I would email message that woman and be like, "Listen, I will do this job with my knees on the ground floor. I will put my nose to your grindstone. I am willing to do whatever it takes to get this hand job." Okay, so re- please reply with that. All right, that was funny, Rob. You, there, there was a funny one, Rob. You got yeah, one. That, that was funny, Rob. We're, we acknowledge that joke. We acknowledge yeah. you, Rob. Thank you. No, we mom, it was like the grindstone. It was like the, yeah, the clip. Oh, she poked her head in. Sorry. She wants to be part of this podcast. And I was like, no, you don't get to. Everybody hated you on the best of mom. That's what I told her. So she did get too big of a head. She wants to be the star of the show. No, mom, that's me. She just yelled at us to get out of the corner. We should probably get out of the corner. <laughs> that's it. Time's up. Get out of the corner. That I like that all of us wouldn't just immediately oh, swipe. Yeah. Whatever is good on the app, like to all those, we'd be like, don't care, don't care, don't care. Well, it'd be a short like, bit if we did, right? It would, it would just be, yeah, if it was really, we'd be like, we'd be like, oh, mm, gold, swipe, 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 yep, swipe. Yep. Gold. <laughs> Wait, she wants a relationship? Bronze. <laughs> just here to hold hands. Mm-hmm.
I don't think so. Uh, Roland, going. Rosie, how's it going with you? I'm uh, pretty good. Um, I'm recovering. I went to the dentist this morning. I got the shit kicked out of me at the dentist. It was not a pleasant uh, experience. So did not enjoy that. But uh, on the bright side, around the corner from my dentist. Can I, can I ask the, you a question, Rosie, real quick? Yeah, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, did you get correct. x-rays today? Not today. No, the x-rays. Are so right. did they, let me guess. Did you have zero cavities? I did have zero cavities. It was what the, the fuck? Every time there's no x-rays. Every time I go in and there's no x-rays, they're always like, <laughs> you're looking so good. And as soon as there are yeah. x-rays, they're like, oh my God, do you see this spot? And I'm like, no, I don't see a spot. They're like, yeah. oh, we should probably do something about that. It's going to be really expensive. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, sure. I don't, I mean, oh, no. without x-rays, dentists, I'm convinced they're just like, yeah, I don't know their teeth. Like, they, yeah, they, they cautioned me about like, oh yeah, last time on your x-rays, there was like a little bit of a spot, but we're not going to yeah. worry about that right now. They're like, foreshadowing my visit in 2022 like hey look out we're gonna be yeah exactly. no, i have a lot of thoughts on dentistry i think the first day of dental man, school so. they just teach you how to guilt someone for not flossing enough yeah. because no one ever does it enough right oh, and yeah. so you right. go in and they have to guilt you about it no i i really I, I have a i have i try to floss as much as i can and I, so there's just weeks where i just don't do it and i feel so bad but i have to start doing it before dental trip otherwise as soon as they start poking around in there it just blood. immediately starts bleeding. They're like, oh, yeah, fuck. you <laughs> have not been. I can, you can just feel the warm blood pooling up in your mouth. I just got beat mm-hmm. pillar to post at the dentist's office. My, my sister went to dental school and she said once she just reached back, and touched the guy's tooth and it just went and fell apart into his mouth. And I was like, oh, also a guy once had a hypodermic needle still in his leg. OK, go ahead, Rosie. Tell your story. <laughs> my sisters. The silver lining for me is that since uh, late 2020. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out. Let me interrupt again. I'm going to guess right now. Matt, don't put your head down like that. Did, is your dentist... There's only seven interruptions is, on Rosie's story. Is just trying your to get dentist everything. next to a restaurant of some sort that you're excited about? You got it. You oh, yeah, no McCain for the soul. You couldn't get air that, or air out. that hot pocket. Rock All right, I'm going to zip down my pants and zip up my lips. Here we go. <laughs> my dentist is around the corner from the Ono Bakehouse, which is a Hawaiian bake shop in Berkeley. Shout out Ono Bakehouse. So my new thing is go to the dentist, go straight to the bakery. Today I loaded up with a white miso rice krispie treat, a chocolate tahini cookie, uh, some furikake chex mix, and a spam musubi. And I could have bought 20 more items. So... For me, that's my little, it's my tiny rebellion. I got to go there. They're going to stick the water pick in my mouth and tear apart my gums. And then I'm going to go eat some sugar. So my question to you guys is what are the, what are the small rebellion? Cause here's the thing. I never, and not never, but I didn't often get in trouble as a kid. And I realized now as an adult, that was a mistake. And don't tell my son this, don't tell my son, but you should get into more trouble as a child because mm-hmm. once you're an adult, you can't do that anymore. It's not a good idea to get into trouble. So my tiny rebellion is I go to the dentist, I go straight to the bakery and eat some sugar. So what do you guys do when you need to, to rebel a little bit, when you're feeling a little bit like bucking the system? I'll often stop my car and get out and yell at somebody and then yell at the policemen <laughs> that are next to us. Uh, what, actually, what I do, what I like to do is anytime I'm in a drive-thru, and I highly recommend everybody starts doing this. If I'm in a drive-thru and, you know, the kids are usually in the car with me, I'll say Frank you at the end. Instead of thank you, but they can't really hear it very well. So I was like, Frank, you. And then I can just picture them going like, what? Did you say Frank, you? And my kids are so embarrassed when I do it. I go, Frank, you. That. And if I'm ever going through a drive-thru and I order a bunch of meals and my wife is in the car, I'll always say, yep, that's all she wants at the end. (laughs) So there'll be like three meals. I go, yeah, that's all she wants. And then when they get there, they kind of look in. I get a kick out of that. 
I kind of had a little bit of a, you know, kind of goes down this line, Rosie. One of my, I, I, I think I grew up eating a lot of McDonald's and I just love McDonald's. And I just, I don't eat it anymore because I know it's just not good for Matt. You know, everybody else can do it, yeah. whatever you want, you know? So I've, I, I don't have egg McMuffins. I don't have sausage McMuffins on it, but I love McDonald's breakfast. So this weekend, uh, we're on Monday, I golfed in a tournament up here in Minot, right. And got, absolutely blasted, stayed over at one of Sarah's cousins, had to get up at like six o'clock to get home, um, had to go to Walmart, pick up groceries, all the stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to get, you know, I'm hungover. I'm going to get a McDonald's yes. for the 45 minute drive back to the cabin, right? Perfect hangover food. Go in line, order my sausage McMuffin with egg, get an extra hash brown, give me yes. a coffee with two creams, right? I'm hungover, listening to a little K-Fan, because I haven't listened to K-Fan in two weeks. I just got on the iHeart radio. You know, I'm going down the road, get about five miles down the road. Okay, sandwich is probably good enough to eat, right? So I open that sandwich up, take the first bite, and they didn't put any sausage in my sausage with muffin. Oh, no! Sons of bitches. And so I haven't Sons had, of bitches, man. I haven't had a McDonald's oh, breakfast. Fuckery Exactly. And like... I don't know, 18 months, you know, two years, something like that. And I'm, this is when I'm going to have it. And then they didn't put any of that. That's a heartbreaking story. In my oh my God. Sausage Matt, what, did they, what did they put in your Egg McMuffin? Sausage. That's what I call my penis. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> Matt. Matt. What? I thought we were beyond this. Now Matt's doing it too. I would. Why, why don't I just say, why don't I say. Be driving by that McDonald's just like this, just like Aaron going by his dentist oh. with all his sugary foods. They're looking out the window, like shaking their heads. The problem no, no, is, no. I'm already, I'm already into the cornfields. You know, yeah. I, I'm, you know, you're not going to turn around again to go give it even as if, much even as you if you to, caught but. it in the parking lot. Would you turn around? I mean, that's one of the things. Are you a talker or a walker? Like at some point, you just got to be like, that's what I get. That's the risk. Well, that's I take. the downfall of the. That's the downfall of the drive-through, right? Like whoever really. You can't check anything in time. I don't mm-hmm. think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do, but uh, no, you can't sit there. And if you are, food. if you are, you are a monster. If yeah. you're the person who digs through the bag in the drive-through and checks everything, yeah. you're a monster. Listen, Absolute it's like it's like sitting on a Peloton seat. It is a gamble that you are going to take when you drive through a <laughs> drive-through window. You don't know what you're going to get. You got to be <laughs> you don't careful. Don't know what's been on that but, seat. But guess what? Like I went went through. I ordered something. I got a totally different meal, and I was like, okay, that's the way it goes. Like I spun the whale, <laughs> didn't get what I wanted. But guess what? I'm going to eat this, you know, chicken sandwich with extra lettuce or whatever the guy ordered. Cycle order, by the mm-hmm. way. <laughs> so that's my guilty pleasure. Every once in a great while, Rosie, and it turned out horrible. What's your I'm secret so rebellion? Which I think is what the actual question was, but. I like. Man's I think too. this this is too tough. I think I live in a world where I have too many secret rebellions. So it when you guys have your secret rebellion, I think everything I do is a rebellion, and then yeah, it it's an abnormal for me to do things the way I should be doing it. So I don't even Damn think I can. Man. I don't even relate to like going out drawing outside the lines because I feel like I do that all the time, and I'm just trying to do something right once in a while. You're kind of reverse. Loves it about you, Russell. Right? Like you you rebel against everything, so anything normal is your rebellion. I think so. so you're yeah. like, let's go crazy tonight. We're going to do loving vaginal sex. While we listen to Rump Shaker. <laughs> Dude, we got to get that horn. That's a Rump Shaker. Horn. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rump. I wanted to laugh. I was taking a drink of water. That would have been the end of the podcast for me. No, 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 no. Don't, no you know what? Feel free. Don't laugh. And if you could, make sure to unplug your mic today again. Just don't laugh at anything I say. This is great. I love it. It's my favorite part. I love, I love, what do I love? I love staying up late 
Mm, yeah, I love staying up late and then going to a podcast where nobody laughs at me, even my co-host. <sighs> you don't know, not, there's there must be tens of laughs among our hundreds of listeners. You don't know. Rob, you at least have to give us credit. We are authentic. We are we are genuine and authentic. Folks, we laugh when you earn it. We don't when you don't. If you thought either my Russell vaginal joke was funny <laughs> or my TikTok blackheads. Oh, God, I got to keep that in now. Shit. The TikTok blackheads lesbian video. If you think that was funny, can you just text the best line hashtag funny? I would appreciate it. By the way, Russell, we did get 10 texts with uh, hashtag strap your hands across my engine. So I am going to need that picture of you in a motorcycle. So I can text that out to the one person who texted me 10 times. They did find a loophole. So they are going to get a picture of Russell on a motorcycle. So Russell, please send me that. I will, uh, I will blur out your face and send it. If it's a lady, I will definitely pick you up on that motorcycle. Let me think about that. That is definitely, it was definitely not (laughs) a lady. (laughs) That wants to ride on a motorcycle with me. All right. So Matt, rolling going, how's it going with you? Good, good. I got a short list this week. Um, Post it or a page of paper? That's what I call my penis. Yeah, I got a Word doc this week. (laughs) I just typed it up on a Word doc. Electronic. Oh, not even a Doc X? You're like doing Word 98, huh? That's for all my office heads out there. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah! Microsoft (laughs) works in your face. Microsoft works. My God, you're going way back. Sorry, Matt. Microsoft oh. Office. Microsoft Works was like the version you bought when you didn't you didn't quite want to spend enough for Microsoft Word. You're like, oh, I got Works. And then you bring it to school on a floppy <laughs> disk and just doesn't work with anything. You're like, oh no. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> let's see, where do we lead off? Baseball All Star Game was this week. That used to be a huge thing in my life. Huge. I could care less at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of all, all of a sudden feeling a little nostalgic, like I'm missing out on something. But again, something happened to me <laughs> as a child. I think. Oh, sorry. That's really bad at me. I feel the same, Matt, because then when I saw Vladita won the MVP, I felt like I should have watched, but I did not watch. Yeah. Matt, did you used to watch for like the Minnesota twin? Because every in, oh, yeah. in, in the All-Star game, there's always a player from every team. And don't you remember, Matt, when whenever it would be Knobloch or Puckett or whoever would come in, you were always ready for the one or two twins that were in the yeah. game. Is that and what then, you remember? Then the from twins it? were so bad in the nineties yeah, that okay. it was just Brad Radke every year. And, <laughs> you know, he was horrible himself. And so yeah, then all Cooper of a sudden like, like a Jack Jones goes in there. And yeah. yeah, I think, uh, I do yeah, love the all-star game. Cause every time the twins almanac Twitter account will post Kirby Puckett stuff, which gives me a great chance. I was back at it the other day, commenting under any post having to do with Kirby Puckett causing trouble in twins, Twitter for no reason whatsoever. Go ahead. I just don't, I, there's only 24 hours in a day, isn't there? <laughs> I can't stand my family. <laughs> Matt, were you a big home run derby guy too, or just the all-star game? Or did I you was. get into the derby no, I mean, as well? The home run derby. I mean, do you guys, uh, did you ever watch, did you ever see, I don't know if it was like on, you know, the channel 45 or whatever, but they had those old home run derbies way back oh, yeah, in the with, black with and white. And yeah. Yeah. You know, things Love like those. that. Loved home run derbies. We had a oh, time in the day field um, in my front yard. We used to have home run derbies all the time. Yeah, Tom and that. Mike from Richfield and my brother Jimmy. It was great. And so, yeah, loved the home Man, run derby. What's your favorite slang for a home run? Like, like dinger? Uh, what? A, do- uh, a dong. That's what I call my penis. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Geez, wow. Geez. wow. Hey, I'm just walking right into these. Matt days. might not laugh at your jokes, but he'll, he'll tee you up when you need it, Rob. Oh, I'm yeah. always a big sloppy tater. That was a sloppy tater. That's what I call my penis. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start calling my penis. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so there, a little, little bit nostalgic, a little sad, but I don't Absolutely. know. I mean, I life moves you. on. I hear you. I'm with that. Um, North with Dakota that. P 
people are professional drinkers. They put Wisconsin to shame. Oh, wow. What, why really? do you say that? What's been your experience up there? So is it too much brandy or like Wisconsin's known for brandy? What are, what are North Dakota people doing up was, there? I thought Wisconsin's just known for beer. I mean. No, they get their brandy old fashions. 99% yeah. of the country's brandy is drank in Wisconsin. What's, what's the drink in, in North Dakota? Um, there's like bush light, bush yeah. lattes, as they call it. There's oh, Coors yeah. light. Oh yeah. There's I'm, I'm Ultras, my there's right now. elites. I mean, you know, so they're going really high on the, the, you know, they, they go for the quality of beer. You know, I don't drink beer. Would I be allowed into North Dakota? If I have like a 12 pack of Trulies? like, is that something that's going to fly up there? Or would I get, I don't know. I showing each other I mean, the Trulies. you know, <laughs> I think the Trulies yeah. are you now, right? guys, Yeah. Half this, half this podcast is drinking Trulies right now. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so, truly amazing. What time does the drinking start there, Matt? Is it all day long or is it, is it? Yeah. You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. That's what right, I'm So yeah. you, you know, I believe in that. I would say, you know, I would say, you know, about, about noon, one o'clock. And then, I mean, it goes for a long time. And so, yeah. So North Dakota, I, in my opinion, the North Dakotans, they can put Wisconsin to shame for their drinking abilities. That's just more of a comment than anything, but have you tried to keep up or have you just stayed on the sidelines and observed? See, that's the problem. You know, they come and they've got like 30 packs of beers Mm -hmm. and they bring like four of them for the weekend. Right. And so it's almost just forced into your hand. And I think we've talked about this last year, but you know, the amount of can koozies that get thrown around. And if you don't have a can koozie in your back pocket, I mean, you you might as well, you know, you, they definitely know you voted for Biden. If you don't have a a can koozie, I know we've been doing the podcast for a year because we've had this exact discussion. I think we have last time I was up here, but the the thing about these truly cans is they're very skinny and they don't fit in those koozies real tight. If I could show you very loose, if if I could show you, that's what I'm going to start calling my penis. Yeah. <laughs> Subway of Minot Bismarck has produced cans for uh, Truly and Mick Ultras. They have can koozies for Truly there and Mick go. Ultras. So they, they, it's caught up here. I mean, they're, they're again, they're professionals. They know what they're doing. They're equipped for all occasions. So, so even for even for the smaller guys in the world, there's a koozie out there. Is what you're saying? Yep. Yeah. Well, I feel, they I feel they do have. About that, fit. Hold on, hold on. They do have small koozies. That's what I call my penis. Oh, geez. I walked into it. Frapes. Man, I got to stop doing that. Small koozie. I think he was an all-star for the Twins from 2001 to 2003. <laughs> uh, I will say that Russell, thinking that he and I are the small guys that coming in with the Trulies, I like that idea that we, we probably would be the smallest guys in North Dakota, though, Russell. We're probably, like, you know, way down toward the bottom. I, it is tough, though, isn't it? Like, I'm at the cabin now for, like, a month and a half. Everyone kind of cycles up here. And they're here on vacation. So every day it's like, oh, we got donuts. We've got ice cream. We've got let's party. And the girls and I are like living here. And so I have to tell the girls like we cannot have ice cream at lunch and ice cream at dinner. Like we have to pick (laughs) one treat a day. And you would think that I am absolutely the worst person in the world. I'm like, okay, you had ice cream at lunch. You cannot have it after dinner. They're like, what are you talking about? Everybody's having ice cream. I'm like, yeah, I know they're going home in three days. We're stuck up here. I have been eating so much ice cream. And every time I do, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm lactose intolerant and I get to take a huge (laughs) mess in the bathroom around my whole family. I mean, it is a disaster. You got to tell them too, like they can't eat ice cream all summer and then go back to the East coast where people are a bit slighter in the East coast. They can't go back and and be beefy. It won't work for them. I'm I'm the three pregnant lady emojis. (laughs) And so, yeah, we, you know, we're up here. We we were up here for two months last year. We're here for about a, like a three weekend, two week kind of stint right now. And you know, our kids, 
Again, we're 500 miles west of where Minneapolis is, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the sun goes down at 9.30 Don't dox him, everybody. Don't go try to look for Matt based on the information. <laughs> yeah. But it stays, you know, it stays light until like 11 out here because we're what? closer to mountain time kind of a thing. And so the kids are uh, out here are mm-hmm. used to being up to like 11. My kids, they go to bed at like 8.30, yeah. you know, back home. And so we try to get them on this cycle, right? And, you know, we let them stay out until 10 o'clock. But the other night, Then they um, still wake Eddie, up at 6, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Eddie, he just started bawling at like 10 o'clock. And, the, you know, the cousins are like, what's going on? What happened? I go, well, he's up two and a half hours past his bedtime kind of, you know, when we're yeah. normally getting ready and things like that. That's your point, Rob. Like, yeah, you, you try to have some sort of, you, get, you can't just go balls to the wall the whole time. And so you want to be the chill dad and being the chill dad never works. It's never a good move. Yeah. No, it, no, it really isn't. And and Matt's been having truly since like 11 a.m. He's like, hey, guys, stop crying. I'll give you something to cry about. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. The last thing, this is a music podcast I did oh, no. so here, I heard. is that, um, you know, That's in my love of documentaries and, uh, you know, music documentaries, I finally got through finishing the Tina Turner doc on HBO. Who's that good? Oh, and it is phenomenal. If anybody ever brings up Ike and Tina ever again, they should be shot. Like that dude should just never be talked about ever again. He's just a horrible human being. I don't, you know, I wouldn't say that like Tina Turner, somebody that I like, or, you know, it's in my, my kind of in my repertoire, if you will. But again, I think she's a person that if you see her live, she's phenomenal. Um, So I don't know. I I would highly recommend it. And it's just, it's a great story. She's an extremely positive person who came out of a, basically a a number of horrible situations and came out and is extremely positive. So it's just, she's an American treasure. Everybody should watch it. And so that's all I got for this. And the living American treasure. Like we should do more documentaries on living American treasures. Yeah. That Michael Jordan documentary, when they, when they were showing him iPads of people talking about him is my favorite kind of doc. Every documentary should be like that. should be about living people. Guess what? Dead people. You're dead. You're dead to me. Goodbye. I don't need you in a documentary. See ya. I got to give, so I'm going to give both Matt and Rob props here because when Rob used simply the best for the intro on the best of, I got a little bit emotional. I got a little bit choked up because, uh, well, because of the Schitt's Creek, uh, uh, reference for me, but also because (laughs) of the Tina Turner, and um, yeah, I mean, we we put on simply the best by Tina Turner a few times this week, and every time you put it on, that song absolutely knocks top to bottom. Her performance is great; the whole thing is great. She is an absolute treasure. So that's uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. My favorite Tina Turner song by far. I think the song bangs. It is very good. And again, I'm looking at three blank faces, no laughing whatsoever. Not gonna do it. Not doing it for you, Rob. You don't think Can't Tina Turner singing time. blue well, is funny? Well, t- to be fair, Rob, the blue joke started on episode three for Joni Mitchell. We're at episode 49. So 50. I think at which you hit the 45 episodes of those jokes, you're over the hill and there's a tipping point and they're Ooh. done. And we just called her an American treasure and you're going to come back with blue. It's a, and this is the first of, clip on our behind the music. This is it. This is, this hey, is the Rob, beginning. Rob, we'll, we'll, let's, wrap this up. Up. Let's, wrap, let's wrap this up here, Rob, here. Rob, you know when you, we were talking earlier about things that aren't good for you that we keep doing, your guilty pleasures? Mm-hmm. You're playing of the jitterbug and blue. Maybe those things. No, I don't. Uh, no, I will never stop playing blue. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So let's get into the album. And here's a new sound clip for it. I've got a notion. All right. We are talking about Jay-Z. The, the blueprint. Okay, guys, I will make a sound clip for the next one. I promise. Okay. I just didn't have time. I'm so busy up here eating ice cream. And then trying to figure out which bathroom the baby is not sleeping in so I can use that one. 
<laughs> All right. So we were talking about the blueprint. The blueprint was released on 9-11-2001. Uh, at this time, Jay-Z was up on a weapon charge and assault charge, Whoa. and he was involved with feuds with Nas, Fat Joe, Mob Deep, Jadakiss. He had two goals for this album. He wanted to cement himself as the best current rapper, especially in New York City, and he wanted to make Aaron's favorite kind of tracks some diss tracks. Yes. He wrote all the lyrics to this album the in two days. Alive. He recorded it in two weeks. Uh, he, he released it on 9-11. It did go number one for four wow. weeks, and it's his fourth consecutive album. This is his sixth album, but it's the fourth consecutive one to go to, to hit number one as an album. And the big deal with this album is that he brought back, this is a big one where they uh, hip-hop had gotten away from sampling, and this is one where they were bringing back especially soul samples. A great example of the, the hip-hop that you were listening to around that time would be like um, Timberland beats. And a great example, I wanted to play a little of this, this for you. Right? So we had like oh. Genuine, we had Genuine with Timberland where they're just literally making beats kind of off the computer or whatever. So now he's bringing back sampling and speeding it up and slowing it down. That's what Aaron and I listened to when we cut the top of that car. It was Timberland. It was Pony. that song right there. Yeah. Yeah. Every time yeah. Aaron was hacking with that hack, so I was like, yeah. Timbo's got yeah. a beat on this one though. I have to admit, listening to that song, it did give me flashbacks to college and watching other people grind. <laughs> like, that's my biggest flashback. I was like, <laughs> yes, other people right? were grinding then, and I was kind of looking around like. Uh, I just wanted to say this started at 454. It got updated to 252 when they updated the list in 2012, and then it's all the way up to 50 on the current list. So should we get into Jay-Z's The Blueprints? Yes. I got to say, guys, I, I've never listened to Jay-Z in my life. I thought this album was an absolute banger. The Ruler's Back. This one's just Blaze, right? The Ruler's Back. I thought we were going to be getting spankings on this song, Rob. I thought, I thought for sure you were going to break out the rule for us. This is actually a tribute to a Slick Rick song of the same name. Back, motherfuckers. I've got to... Pl- I love it when you do that stuff, Aaron. I got to say, <laughs> this Slick Rick, The Ruler's Back song is so good because it's, it, it, it posits the question, what if they rapped in the medieval ages, like with kings and serfs and all that stuff? Like, what if it was a rap? So it starts with that trumpet of like announcing a king. Listen to this. I love Slick Rick. Listen to this flow. Yes. This is yeah, pretty Jay's cool. just doing a straight homage to this. It, it's so good. But the Jay Z version of this is on steroids times ten. Like talking about Matt's home run derby, it's it's just it's the it's the the nineties and Mark McGuire compared to Roger Maris. He's hitting him another hundred miles. Yeah, it, right? It's the cream and the clear. To be this clear. whole album could never yeah. happen again. It's so expensive. He got every hot producer. He's got Just Blaze. He's got Kanye. He's got Eminem doing a beat. Timbaland and the samples on this thing are crazy. No label would ever pay this much money to make a rap album again. And it's, it's just like dripping in money and excess. And it's so much I don't like of the time. Says that. I just, I love it. All right. So now we have the first diss track of the album, the takeover. Got some doors sample in here. Is this the doors of the Ramones on the sample? That beat, that beat just crushes. I love the first two tracks of this album. This is, just destroying from my perspective. I love it. When I was pushing weight, 
back in 88. You was Why is this a diss track? Who, who's he ripping on here? If I, I heard it was Nas, but I don't know enough about the relationship. Aaron, maybe you know a lot about the relationship with Nas and Jay-Z. What's going on? Yeah, so when he's, when he, uh, so we just heard that line where he says, uh, you was a ballerina, I got the pictures I seen you. So all this stuff immediately gets super personal. And it's like real neighborhood stuff from where these guys grew up. So when he's, when he's talking about the ballerina pictures, I think that's prodigy from mob deep. There were pictures of him as like literally taking dance classes as a kid. So Jay-Z comes out in this one and he's, he's kind of swinging at everyone else in New York. He kind of keeps it broad at first. And um, I didn't know the full history of the beef between Jay and Nas. So I had to read up on a bit, a bit today and it does sound like they initially had planned to do some work together in 96 on Jay's uh, first album, Reasonable Doubt, and Nas didn't show up, and the beef sort of escalated from there. And as rap beefs go, it's uh, it was a lot of a lot of tracks shot back and forth between you know Jay's crew and Nas's crew was kind of kind of some some subliminal stuff. But when Jay late in this track says, "Ask Nas, he don't want it with Hove," and he starts calling Nas out. And he calls Nas out, you know, um, about his albums and, and his uh, his bodyguards verse being better on Uchiwali and one hot album every 10 year average. That took the whole thing to a different level. And then Nas responded, I don't know, a year later, maybe not even a year with Ether. And I think the general consensus is that Nas won this this particular Battle. I mean, like ether yeah. has now become a verb, right? Like to to ether someone is to end their whole, you know, existence. I think the consensus is Nas won this battle, Jay-Z won the war. But um, this whole thing it just went crazy. And and Nas really uh took it to an, an even an even higher level, just like you know, the ether track starts out with fuck Jay-Z just right out. So, you know, this stuff went from being subliminal to being overt. And it's still within, it's still under the the specter of Tupac versus Biggie, right? This is only maybe five years after those guys died. And so it's still really uncomfortable. And Def Jam 9, you know, Hot Jam, um, sorry, Hot 97, the radio station in New York is kind of egging this thing on. And I think eventually it got yeah. to be to a point where it was like too serious, like people die from rap beef. But um yeah, this is a great track. The whole Nas versus Jay-Z uh, beef is famous within hip-hop. It inspired two of the best diss tracks, you know, of all time. But these two have since buried the hatchet and uh, recently just released a, a track together on the latest um, DJ Khaled joint. All right, Izzo. H to the Izzo. Second Kanye beat in a row. Get that Kanye shuffle on the I've heard the song for 20. Yeah, Kanye is a producer on this album. This is kind of when he really made his stamp. Uh, on hip hop 20 years I've been listening to this song Today I finally looked up what he was talking about When he says H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo And he, of course he's spelling that whole God MC, J-Hope, right So, I, but this song, Izzo is an absolute I mean that song is a jam I was playing that, that's a that's a summer jam I was playing that all day today yes. out on the boat everywhere it, it gets people bopping all over yeah. the place That's the big commercial yeah. hit, right? That's the biggest hit that If you're not into Jay-Z, you've probably heard that song anyways, right? It's the first yeah, single yeah, off this I album so. too all right, and now we'd have one that I'm sure if I worked at a strip club, this would be the one I'd accidentally put in as the song I want to dance to. Because what I really want to do is Motley Cruz, girls, 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 everybody, <laughs> welcome up, Violet. <laughs> Violet, get up there and bend over. <laughs> like, I I'm can't confused. Think of this is a scenario in which you are a stripper dancing to songs about girls. Yes, it would be. Okay. It's a it's a strip club. It's called the it's called the Trick Club. 
And it's where people come in and they're tricked because they think they're going to see strippers, but it's actually me. Let's get Rob up to the stage. The best would be Rob would be wearing those those basketball pants with like the yeah. tear away the buttons down the side. He would just rip yeah. them off. There's some yeah. people that'd be in there to see beefy Rob. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they'd be tricked to be in there. Hey, ladies, please welcome Beefy to the stage. Come on, Beefy, show them those tearaways. <laughs> Quit your grinning and drop your linen, Beefy. Let's go. It's girls, girls, girls. <laughs> this is such a weird song for me. I can't stand the girls, girls, girls chorus. I think it's terrible. What? That's Biz Marquet there. But I love when you listen to him rap and the orchestra kind of in the background, the strings in the background, I adore it. I think it's amazing. So... I have a love-hate relationship with this song. I love that chorus. Girls, girls. It's so, like, atonal and fun to stick in the middle. Like Matt, you've talked before about you weren't, you weren't, were not, like, a New York rap guy. You weren't necessarily West Coast. You like Outkast or someone. Where does Jay-Z fit in your your pantheon of rappers? What do you think well, of Jay-Z? Well, you know, you hear the stories. And I think, you know, the thing about Jay-Z and Rosie step in is that when you really hear where he came from and how he does things. And, you know, he was a straight up, and I hate using this word, but a straight up hustler. I mean, like this dude capitalizes on everything. He's a billionaire now, I think, because of it, you know, where he had to grow up and how he had to grow up. And he's just, he's incredibly smart. He's a genius. He's incredibly good he's with very smart. words and putting together and, and forming these unbelievable tracks, right? So, he, I mean, he's a genius, right? It's just, again, I, I, it's funny you asked me on this song because I'm, I'm with you on this one, Russell, that girls, girls, girls. You know, like I just never liked it. You know, I'm with you. Like everything mm-hmm. else around it is is uh, is pretty darn good. But I, I'm with you. He's got some of these hooks. And, you know, I'm not a big diss track guy, right? Like try to try to remain a little bit positive about anything. Like, why do you got to talk bad about people? I don't know. You know, like, so that's the stuff I don't get. I mean, like an outcast, you don't hear that. Right. But then Nas, it's all about being heavy and hard and, and, you know, getting back and repping your hood and all that stuff. And that's just not the rap that I like. So I never really uh, got into Jay-Z that much because of all of that. But I mean, clearly he's a wonderful artist, if you will. I love this album because I think it sounds so full. And I think a big part of that is the samples that they're using. I mean, it's just as this huge, like when you're really, really listening to this album, it's like this huge, huge sound. It's regal. Yeah. It's like pomp and circumstance. Uh, Jigga that. So this is intentionally a song where he made the own beats. And so he breaks up the soul sample in the middle of this album with these beats. Yeah, this one seems like a miss to me sometimes, but then I get in the middle of it and I'm, I'm loving the rhymes. I mean, his whole thing is just the wordplay. I agree. Yeah, this, was, this is my least favorite track on the album. This one, other than the, the kind of the interesting, I don't know what that, that horn is or whatever it is, there's kind of an interesting little horn going on there. But otherwise, I, I could have done without that song. You don't know. Oh. Sure, I do. Oh, this is back. This is a Kanye track, right? This is back. Man, Chipmunk rap. Man, Kanye West, I gotta say, I've told you guys before that Kanye West album was my number one or right up there. These Kanye West tracks are amazing. I, I'm a huge Kanye West guy. I know he's crazy and everything, but I'm into his music. This thing is so loud. Yeah. And this is where, yeah, I mean, Matt, this is where he details how he went from, you know, yeah. he kind of. And the, the thing I like about this album is, and Jay, Jay probably wasn't the first to do it, but he was the best to do it at this time. 
this kind of, and I don't know, there are, there are accounts that say he never really was as great of a drug dealer as he, as he claims on, yeah. on this album. But how would you be, a, how would you be a bad drug dealer? Well, if you don't sell enough, you know, like when he talks about losing 92 bricks, right? If, if he lost those 92 bricks and never made them back, like you'd, you'd be dead, right? So, if oh, you, I thought but, you just would not be very good. You're like, hey, do you want some? <laughs> you want some? Oh, never mind. It's not even yeah, good. I, you know, don't bother. It's fine. Listen, I cut it with baking powder. Oh, God, I but, shouldn't you know, have told he you was that. One of the, he was the best. And then I think, I mean, I think Pusha T and like Clips maybe did it better. But this thing of like, oh, I never left the game. And, I, and we're going to talk about never change soon. Like, of course, he wasn't still dealing drugs when he was a rapper because like your lawyer wouldn't advise you right. to do that. But he makes it believable. It sounds like he's still really out there dealing on the street when he's making records. Like 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 every 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 Saturday he goes out and accidentally forgets he's a drug dealer and does a lemonade stand. He's like, God dang it! I left the heroin up in my apartment. This is not a lemonade stand. He's like, he's a bad drug dealer. I went to the shittiest lemonade stand this weekend. Some kids had some out. I was shooting model rockets with my nephew, which rocked. Oh, uh, you're his fireworks. And, oh no. And no, it was a model rocket. So we're shooting these model rockets up and it's like, yeah. And then there's this lemonade stand and it's a quarter of lemonade, right? So I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's in those cups that you use to swish water around, like in the bathroom. So it's a tiny. Dixie cup. A Dixie it is cup. Yeah, it's a tiny Dixie cup. And then it is like the weakest lemonade. And I was like, and they're like, we're also selling cookies. And I was like, no, thanks. Okay, I've sampled it. I'm out of here. You got your buck. I gave you a buck 50. Forget about it. No, thanks. I had ice cream at lunch. How old was the person selling the lemonade? <laughs> I would guess they were like eight or nine, but there was no sign up. They didn't have any signage. They didn't have any hustle. Jay-Z would have been very upset at them. I mean, they, there's no way that they could have sold, uh, what, what is it? They could have sold ice in a blizzard and fire in hell. Like, there's no way they could do that. I and this song got me thinking also, like. Water to a whale. I would be a terrible salesman. Like I, you guys, you guys have to sell some stuff in your job, right? Like, yep. I, I cannot, Absolutely. I've never had to have a job where I sell anything but myself. Right. And like the idea of science, or I don't know. I had once where I was tutoring, right? I put myself on Craigslist as a tutor. I get called by a college student who wants help with physics. So immediately I should have just been like, absolutely not. I'm not good at physics. Certainly not college level physics. So I have never had to sell anything in my life. It stresses me out like crazy. I go in and meet this woman, okay? I had been making linguine, like, with garlic. And so the first thing I say to her is to go, hey, I'm Rob. I'm sorry my hands smell like garlic. <laughs> so then I sit down, and she's like, oh, here, can you, let's, like, let's just go through these problems. I look at the problems that she's doing. I have no idea. Absolutely no idea what I was doing. And I was only charging, like, I don't know what. And then I was only charging, like, 50 bucks an hour or whatever. And I was like sat there for an hour trying to do these problems. Couldn't help at all. And at the end, I just go, yeah, you don't even have to pay me. Like, this is really bad. I just walk out. <laughs> never did it again. Like, I am the worst salesman ever. Like, I can't even sell myself. Like, it was terrible. That's when I was like, I cannot sell anything. How do you? How, how do so you? So you're do? so you're the Jay-Z of drug dealers or you're what? How do, I'm like, that the, right. I'm like the J.A. I'm the opposite of Jay-Z. I'm the worst salesman. Like, I would be. Yes. I'm terrible. Yes. All right. Hola, Javita. Hola. Ola Ovito. This Ola. is the Timberland hop. Ola I like Ovito. that hop. Timbo. Is this a is he burning on Timberland? No, Timberland did the beat on this one. No, he's saying, oh. no, he's saying, like, a lot of Jay-Z tracks sound like that. Like where the beginning of it, he'll say, like, turn the music up on my headphones, or yeah. they, I think they leave those kind of ad-libs in from the beginning. Because he didn't write anything down. So his whole yeah. vibe was like, play me the beat, and I'm gonna go into this other place in my head and just rap. It's it's crazy how good these rhymes are. And I've heard them say that like like people listen to him freestyle and he uses more metaphor and more 
complicated stuff. And they say, why don't you put that in the album? And he says, well, it'll never sell. Nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear just the straight rhymes. But that's the song where he's talking about his dick game. Dick game vicious. Like what, what sport would you guys use to describe your dick game? I think I would be like the NFL all pro game where it's like, everybody's there and they're like having a little bit of fun, but they're not trying that hard. And eventually it's like, there's just not much going on and nobody's really excited to be there at all. What's your dick game? I'm more like the puppy bowl. It's kind of sensitive. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Puppy bowl? Yeah. That's what I'm talking just like, about. Like super excited, super energetic. Or what does that even mean? Balls in the mouth. <laughs> Matt, what's your dick game? Balls in the mouth. <laughs> Tugging on a rope. I was going to go with something with baseball. I don't know. Always swinging for the fences or something. But Rosie mm-hmm. and his balls in the mouth. I mean, jeez. <laughs> Just foul ball that, after foul ball. That, yeah, that was sick. hitting a bunch of foul balls. Like <laughs> when you hit the foul ball, it gets caught in the ump's mask. Man's like, yeah. that's my dick game right there. Hey, right. Aaron, you gotta watch it. My friend, my friend Aaron's dad listens to this podcast. Can you not be so dirty while yeah. we're doing this? Gross, Aaron. Puppy ball. Puppy ball. Jesus, you guys. I can't. So me. I can't listen to this album though without thinking about Beyonce making lemonade. I just cannot think oh, about like all these brags about his dick oh, no. game and girls, girls, girls. She, this is exactly what she's talking about when she made hold up, right? When she's talking about like, you needed me. And uh, maybe it's later in um, maybe in song cry where he's like, Oh, you, you know, you helped me with the loan to get my first car or whatever. Like she listened to all this stuff. And then when he pissed her off, she used it against him. And I don't oh. think he ever recovered. This, this is like, if I ever find a girl that will go out on a second date with me and she listens to this, this is the whole Jay-Z Beyonce rewind part do right here. Right. Yeah. She ethered her own husband uh, just based on his album. Like it's incredible. I don't know. Beyonce could write a hundred albums about me and I'd still be like, we should be married <laughs> still. Like, I love you. I think this is great. This is working out great. I love being with you. You'd still sit on her Peloton, right? Oh, <laughs> 100%. I would be the Peloton seat. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll turn up the resistance right here. You know what I'm talking about. I was like, I'm doing a hundred cadence. I can't go any faster. Uh, actually, I think my dick game would be like me, me shooting baskets by myself in the gym. Well, it works half the time. All right. What, you were going to say something? Okay. What song is this one? Heart of the City. This is a song that Kanye uh, did the beat for, and he wanted to give it to DMX with R. Kelly on the vocals. But Jay-Z wanted this to be the first single off the album. I think this is more, this is maybe the one that's lasted the longest in kind of popular culture. I mean, this is on so yeah. many movies, so many TV shows, things like that. Like, this gets played all the time. Great parody songs. This this has been sampled hundreds of times, right? This is one of the most sampled songs ever, I think. Is this the, the is it Bobby Bird or Bobby Blue Bland or... Bobby Blue Bobby Blue Bay. There are three different Bobbies sampled on this record. It's a big record for Bobbies. Is one of them with a whistle because he doesn't have a gun? Because he's a London policeman. Oh, oi, Governor! <laughs> girls, 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 Governor. Okay, so my it went away there. The accent a little bit. All right. You turned into like you turned into like a New York paper boy there for a second at the end of that one. Extra, extra. Read the paper, Mister. London Governor? policeman sampled by Jay-Z. Boy, governor. 
Okay, so that's getting. I'm getting too many layers deep. I got to hey, get Rob, out. Hey, Rob, Rob, never change. Your jokes are fantastic. Never change. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if it costs two bucks and I give you two bucks, I never get changed. Yes, yes. I think we could do without ripping on eight-year-olds selling lemonade. But other than that, you know, I keep it up. If you tasted this lemonade, you tell them it's a piece of shit to their face. Too. <laughs> they put it in those Dixie cups. They deserve to be. I mean, Russell, is your grandpa? Is your grandpa still uh, run Yelp? Can we can we get Rob's negative yeah. Yelp reviews off of that little girl's uh, lemonade stand? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to charge you guys royalties if you're gonna use my Bob Yelp material. That's for Vegas only. <laughs> God, that's hilarious. My, my Yelp material is not for the pod. Listen, all hilarious. I know is that when I drove by that, that lemonade stand egg, as I drove away, this was playing out there. Yeah. Never changes my favorite track on the album. One, because <laughs> the sample is David Ruffin. And two, because I'm a total sucker for the whole loose lip sink ships when he says, I plead the fifth when it comes to the fam. I'm like a dog, but I speak. I, I don't speak, but I understand. I love this never left the streets kind of drama. Uh, so never changed my favorite song on the album. I love the idea of this next song, uh, song cry where he's like, I can't see my tears. So I'm going to make a sad song. And then that's what the song literally is. It's so good. Vivid. I, I don't know if we're going to hear in this clip, but I got to ask you guys, what is with the Jay-Z though? Uh-huh. 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 Like, is that a vocal uh-huh. tick? Is he doing that on purpose? What the fuck is the uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, what, what is that? He's getting himself in the rhythm for what's coming up. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Every rapper's got to have their own signature ad lib and that's his. That's his signature ad lib, huh? You know, Pusha T's got the ugh. Before I do parody songs, I'm always going. Bah humblebee, bah humblebee. <laughs> do we have a uh, uh-huh, do we have a signature uh-huh. drink for this this week, Russell? No. Speaking of thanks, signature, thanks. You you haven't given two shits about my signature <laughs> drinks in 49 weeks, and now the one week where I have nothing, you ask me about it. What a what a well, bullshit. It's got to be Belvedere, right? Isn't Jay Z a Belvedere? Uh, I was trying owner? to I was trying to listen for the uh, you know the transition. My apologies. Uh, my bad. My bad. All I need. All I need in this world is sin. It's me and my girlfriend. Speaking of Tupac homage, bizarre transitions, though, it's about to happen. Hey, did you guys hear that reference there to Peggy Sue? I heard it. I did. Yes. I did. Can we rewind that? Can we rewind that quick, Rob? Let's rewind that clip. Yeah, my little tutu and my Peggy talked right over it again. Aaron, but you've talked about this once before. I think we talked about it, it. I don't know if it was the Chronic or what album it was, but you talked about Tupac and him talking about his gun being his girlfriend. Is that that's right? right? That's exactly right. Yeah, that's what this and song so, is. It's it's an homage to me and my girlfriend. And so this is an homage to that. And you heard Jay-Z was talking about his Peggy Sue, his 2-2. It's essentially the same type of idea, right? Yeah. But I started thinking I heard that Peggy Sue, and I was like, really? This is an homage to our guy who died in the plane crash, who Rob always jokes about the plane crash with Buddy Holly, right? Because his famous song was Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. And so I thought this was cool with the Tupac thing, but I also thought Rob has spent so many weeks busting on these poor bastards who died in this plane crash that I thought we could do a list of the greatest songs that honor the artists that were part of this crash. Can we do a list? I'm here for it. it. Great idea. idea. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry a thousand tears, Russell. This is going to be so good. Uh, Trust me, you won't cry on all of these. (laughs) Maybe one or two of them. (laughs) Probably won't be able to see your tears, though. (laughs) We're going to have to make the podcast cry. (laughs) 
Can't so we got to give eyes. the big bopper some respect. I'm going to invite the big bopper into the room up from heaven. Big bopper. It's great to have you here. The first song on the list. I'm burning Arnold. in hell, baby. I'm down so deep. <laughs> I did a lot of bad things when I was younger. <laughs> and I'm always younger because I was dead, baby. Okay, so now so, you guys talk to the big bopper and we have like a back and forth. It's like a yeah. creative thing. Well, well Rob, you've got to keep Two of you were turned away from the camera during that. You, you've got to go for five songs with the big bopper. So you got to choose your points here, Rob. I'm setting you up, if you will. Sounds good, baby. I don't want to overuse any bits. That would be terrible, baby. Oh, no. The, the first song on the list is we've talked about American Pie before, but American Pie... The, the Day the Music Died is really a song about the three of these guys going down in the plane crash. And I, I knew that, but I'd never really thought about it a whole lot. But let's check out American Pie here. This is all about the day the music died, which is the day these three went down in the crash. The music died is the day Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the big papa baby. Also super weird that this was always the closing tune at Roosters when we were doing karaoke on Wednesday nights in Dundas. Like, yeah, just this. Play the American Pie and close it out. It's not sad. The kids will love it. It makes no sense, baby. A song about my death is what everybody was like. All right, bar time is over. Let's drive home. (laughs) Who is that man grinding with no one in the corner right now? I I got to tell this story. I did drive home from Dundas one time in Russell's car. And... I was the designated driver that evening, yes. and I, I, I thought, well, you know, if I'm designated driver, I can still have like a drink or two. Uh-oh. Ended up playing quarters. Oh, baby, even rooster. I think that's a bad idea, baby. <laughs> Not a good idea. Forgot that Russell's Thunderbird had a headlight out, oh, and no. that the cops are parked between Dundas and Northfield on Wednesday nights. Got pulled over. I was playing quarters at the bar. Blue zeros. That was my number one, one and only. Superhero moment. I don't know what happened. I don't know who was looking out, but maybe it was the big bopper. I, I the big bopper. Got away. Who was looking free. out for him, Rob? Who was looking I, I, out for him? I think him? the cops were suspicious because after you blew zeros, you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> really? Didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> you, you guys should really calibrate your instruments one more time. I was playing quarters with the pilots before we took off, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The next song on the list, Rob, the big bopper has once came to us before, and he said, hey, there was a movie about Richie Valens. There was a movie about Buddy Holly. There was no movie about me. So I had to find a song that specifically called out the big bopper, and this is one of Matt's favorite bands, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you guys got to listen really close because there's other things that are important. Listen to this song. Oh, yes. So, in the same songs by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you got Wife Swapping and the Big Bopper oh, in that song. How do we never? How did we never think of doing a Wife Swapper Big Bopper? We have failed. We have one hundred percent failed as Aaron, a podcast. Aaron, we're in summer school, and there's a chance to make up that grade. Wife Swapper Big Bopper. Oh, baby, my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers is when they put those big boppers on the socks, baby. And they dance around stage with just the socks on. Oh, yeah. Big Bopper love that. The next song on the list is 
Rob is or the bopper has briefly mentioned the movie about Richie Valens, but we've never heard a out. song where Richie Valens gets any sort of call out. So this is SPM. Stay on your grind. Check out the the shout out to Richie Valens. Check this out. Sip gallons, can't keep my balance. I'ma have to shine like the boy Richie Valens. Ice medallion, got yeah. Is that badass or what? SPM is South Park Mexican. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie. Do you have a Richie Valens impersonation? No, Rob, that's the woman the at the end of La Bamba. That's how. It, that's the only thing I remember from the movie La Bamba is the woman yelling Richie, and that's how the movie ends. It's so depressing. That movie's sad, man. Yeah. Speaking you know what would have made that movie better, baby? <laughs> Me, the Big Bopper. Wait, is it? Wait, does the Big Bopper never appear in the Richie Valens movie? He's got to, right? I do have an appearance where I'm trying to tuck my balls back into my pants, baby. It does look like <laughs> raw waffle mix coming out of a waffle maker. Oh no, baby. <laughs> Save that joke, baby. Big Baba coming in hot. a dirty man. There was someone we've talked about once before who didn't die in this infamous plane crash the day the music died. And we've talked about this once before. Waylon Jennings, who gave up his seat. This is a song called A Long Time Ago, where Waylon Jennings references what happened in oh, this wow. event. So check this out. Don't ask me who I gave my seat to on that plane. I think you already know. Isn't that crazy? He sang about that. He was on, he was supposed to be on that plane. He wasn't. He must have dealt with that his whole life. It made me start thinking, though, you guys have fear of missing out. Do you think he has fear of missing out on this? <laughs> Rob, you're a FOMO guy. Do you guys ever have fear of missing out for certain things or not? 100%. Not dying in plane crashes, but... I'm constantly like if you said you could get on a, a plane with a big bopper and buddy, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. It's like the lunch table middle school. I would have done anything. I would have sold out any of my friends. I would have cut any relationships to get set at that table. Even if that table is going to go down in a plane crash. It's it's all about the clout for me. 100%. Matt, are you a fear of missing out guy I, or not? I think I've grown out of it for sure. You know, I'm not a spend money on things. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an experienced guy. And if anybody's doing anything fun and I'm missing out on it, uh, absolutely, you know, 100%. I'm trying to grow out of it a little bit, but yeah, for sure. Aaron, fear of missing out or not? Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, living on the West Coast, I, I've i had to grapple with it because my family's doing fun things. You all are doing fun things in the Midwest. I know I have to miss them, but I still always feel that twinge of uh, fear of missing out. All right, last song on the list. I feel like this could be a Matt favorite. I don't know, but I feel like this is in Matt's wheelhouse potentially. We got to go with Weezer, Buddy Holly. This is the ultimate oh, yeah. song about any of these guys, right? Coming with yeah. Green Day. Going to see him at uh, Target Field. Can't wait. Whoa. Weezer's playing with Green Day at Target Field? Weezer and Green Day and Fallout Boy. They can keep, oh, they can keep wow. Fallout Boy. Yeah, but so are they even big right enough? Are they, are they going to sell out like the bleachers, like one or two sections? Oh, They're not goodness. selling out the whole field, oh, are goodness. they? So negative. Oh. So it's negative. Like, are you always- are you 38 to 43 years old? We've got the perfect concert for you <laughs> down at Target Field. You'll buy the whole seat and you will sit down the whole time because you do get too tired listening to three different concerts. That's why this is exactly why I got fear of missing out right there. That's that's the concert I need to go to. Yeah. Oh baby, I gotta say that I've I've had two hits in my life, Russell. One was listening <laughs> to that list. That was a great hit. And the other greatest hit I had was me hitting the ground in that plane, baby. Oh, I'm the big baba. Oh, oh yeah. Also sharing too many ladies put it in your face. <laughs> that part always makes Russell laugh. All right. Russell, that, that was a great list. That was the great shout out list, to the Russell. guys who died Excellent in the work. day the music Excellent died. Excellent work. Shout that was great out, work, man. Russell. And let's play the sound clip to get us out of Russell's list. 
<laughs> oh no, that sorry, that was a that was a blackhead video on TikTok I was watching. That's my bad. All right, let's get <laughs> into get the, the blueprint. Uh where were we? We're on Renegade, I think. Renegade. The show that you watched after Highlander when it came on. Do you remember Renegade? The guy in the motorcycle? It was on UPN. Anybody? I, I was I was reading about this one. So this is where Eminem is the only guest rapper on this album. We've listened to a lot of hip-hop albums where they have other guests, right? Kanye had all sorts of Nicki Minaj. There was all sorts of... But he's the only guest rapper on this. And what I read is that... Aaron, maybe you could talk about this a little bit. I don't know if you know a little bit about this, but... Eminem, Nas rips Jay-Z because of this song, and he says, Eminem murdered you on your own shit. So exactly. Nas in that song, Ether, calls him out, and he's like, you're the best rapper alive, and you got outdone by Eminem. That's crazy, isn't it? It is. Yes, and I, I exactly, Russell. And now, since that time, I've always listened to this. It was just generally accepted. Eminem murdered you on your own shit. Yep, that's true. First of all, I got to say, Eminem did this beat. I don't like Eminem's beats. I don't like this sort of dirge thing that he does, but that's fine. That's kind of where his head's at. But now, when I listen to it, I try to put myself in the space of, do I really think Eminem murdered Jay-Z on his own shit? And I don't think I could say that he does. I think they both do great verses. I think it's equally good. I don't know, Russell, what do you think? I think he murders him on this. I think everyone think says so? everything I read is that there's a term out there that's called renegated. And that means when you have someone on your album and they outperform you, it's called renegated. Right. And I got to ask you guys, Matt and Aaron, how do you feel when we, you guys, you guys and, and I renegade Rob on his podcast when we go out <laughs> and we do funnier jokes than, than Rob, Rob, how do you feel when we renegade you on this podcast? Well, as soon as you guys start telling jokes, I'll let you know, and I'll let you know how that goes. I think that'd be really fun if you like maybe came in with some bits or whatever, like you said some funny stuff, and then maybe I would play off you, and we would go back and forth instead of me just saying something and then staring at a bunch of blank faces. Matt murdered Rob on his own shit. Can you imagine if you went up to somebody and you're like, "You got renegated"? They'd be like, "What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about." Uh, I'll write a dictionary. You, that it's but on it there. did became a it became a thing. Like people, you know, people didn't want to put guests on their stuff because they were going to get called out for their, their guests doing better than them. So like, you know, Luda would always murder people on their own shit. Kendrick oh. did it on, you know, big Sean's control song. It's happened, you know, multiple times, but everyone's we, afraid of that after this. We've had dozens of calls about Emerson knowing more about the Beatles than Aaron. He renegated him on that. And he's that never track, been on right? He's he never totally been got renegated. Okay. So now <laughs> from now on, if anybody has renegated me on this, please let me know. Just say the word renegated. We'll know what that means <laughs> from now for like, like a year from now we're on, when we're on album 100, just think about that, by yeah. the way, next summer, yeah. we're going to be doing album 100. Oh, just, no. You can just say renegated. Everybody will know what that means. Wait, and I now, think is album 100 also a Jay-Z album or not? Oh, we don't have to do this right now. Let's keep going. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> See what I mean? Like that's a reverse <laughs> renegated. Aaron is bringing me down on the podcast. <laughs> <sighs> and no, this, the band music from Big Pink. Oh God! Oh, okay. tuba, tuba, tuba time. Here we go, baby. Hundred on the charts. It's tuba in our hearts. It's the Pink album. Uh, this is Blueprint. This is the last song, except for the hidden tracks. Had me skipping school. Valencia's boyfriend Vogel had me making. You guys like this one? No. Pop, I, I like it to vibe with, but it seems like a like an obligatory kind of like, okay, I gotta do the thing to like shut up my my people kind of thing. Here we have Breathe Easy. I love this one where he's talking about how great he is. This is me every year that you you guys know at the beginning of the school year, I sit down with my students. I don't sit down. I never sit down because if they saw me sitting down, there'd be weakness. 
But I stand there for my students. <laughs> Wait, and is I that true? To them, you never sit down? What no, do you do oh God, you eat? Teach? Do you eat standing no. up? No, have you ever seen me sit down or stand up? It takes way too long. Like, and I make noises when I do it now. It's like, oof. Um, I, I, th- I thought you only laid down for certain biological functions. I thought you couldn't stand for that. I don't remember. Is that a joke we made one time? Like a shit when yeah. lying down or oh, something? Oh, young oh, man's game. Even, oh, that's right. Because it was face down. That's right. It makes no sense. All right. So here's the thing. Like, yeah, we, we got to have confidence. That's what this song is. He's just talking about how great he is. Listen to this. champion of flowers. I'm leading the league in at least six oh. categories right now. Six statistical Yeah, this is kind of egotistical a little bit, isn't it? Like, is this, great. Are, are, do all musicians do this? From like, hey, like, could you imagine if Brian Wilson was like, oh, I'm better at arranging these strings? Like, yes. No, you're right, Russell. That's what's fun about it is that he he enumerates the things that make you a good rapper, and we yes. don't hear other musicians do that. You're right, Russell. That's super and, fun. And yeah, he's, like, and he's right. That's the thing. I think you have to be like that to do this, Russell. I want you to try to put out one song. I'll play it next week, and think about how nervous you would be to do that. Like you'd have to be like, I am the best at this, and this is why I'm doing it. Like, and he, I, I gotta say, he's close. Like listening to his flow, listening to how he he the words sound. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I loved it. This last one is Girls, Girls, Girls again, the hidden track, but it's produced now by Kanye. Listen to the difference here. Yeah, Matt, what do you think of this as a close? You're you're the album structure guy. What do you think of this as the end and last track? Is this the last track of the? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I suppose I'd have to listen to the album to you know. If, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> they're not playing this on a loop in North Dakota for you, Matt. Yeah, this sounds like diplomats to me. No, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, playing the same song again, um, different version. But listen, listen, just listen right now, and I'll play the other version. Okay, here's the other version. <laughs> I mean, it just shows you that Kanye is just right. On it. it's I mean, so I like the one where he, I mean, I like fun. the verses better in the last one where he says, "In and out of moving through a student body union." So that is the blueprint by Jay Z. Let's get into everybody's favorite and everybody's patented, uh, the rating system. You know who loves the rating system? General Patton. Very popular. Antoine Patton, big boy of Outcast. Oh you guys, I went to law school for many years, and I heard if you say patented enough, it actually is patented. So I think Wait, we're almost there. Another how many, episode. How many years did you go to law school? Why'd you go for many years? Yeah. No, Aaron. Yeah, law school is one subjective. year. You dumb shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> Aaron's like looking for lawyers. He's like, how many years did you go to law school? Two? I'm Don't kidding. I know exactly how many years Russell went to law school. Yeah. Russell's a Russell's a you know you don't have man. to go to law school to be a lawyer. You could pass you can just go take the bar without if you, you live in go, California, in California, not all states. Yeah. If you live in California, you can. Is this me getting renegated? Is this what it's like when you get <laughs> renegated? <laughs> How does it feel? Wow, it just really renegated sucks. Your ass. Hey Rob, I heard the podcast. My favorite part was when they're talking about the judicial system <laughs> in California. I loved it. I can't believe they only need 19 credits a year for California. They need 22 credits in South Dakota. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I love 27 credits in North Dakota. As long as you have a PBR yeah. while you're taking the test. I like the fact that Aaron goes to somebody in California and is like, Hey, how long are you, are you a lawyer? And the guy's like, I'm lawyerish," And he's like, yeah, yes. that sounds great. Yes. I do billable two hours. All yes. right. So the rating system here is, this is number 50 on the list guys. This is the last one on the first webpage 
of the Rolling Stone site. After this, we're going to 51, then 52. So as you can see, we're going down the list, but up what a number. What 52, Rob? What? what you think I don't 52? have a bit ready to go for 51? Don't. Don't try to renegade me on this, okay? Yeah, so here's the thing, ass, Aaron. is that you're trying to get in the way of my patented rating system. I don't think so. Is this uh, rolling well-toned? It's perfect at 50. It belongs right here. It's after Biggie. It's after Public Enemy. It's after Kanye. It's after even Beyonce, really. is Should this be better, higher up? Did this get rolling boned? It should be 49, 48, 1, 2, 3, 4, but not 50. That's the other way. Again, we're going up the list, but down in numbers. But... For us in the podcast, it would be going back in time. So think about that. And then now I've got a time thing to talk about. This is great. Or is this a rolling groan? You didn't like listening to this. You, we should be listening to this in the fall, in the summer, next summer. Okay. Cause it's later on the list. It's a higher number. Okay. So later and higher. Think about it. Okay. On the uh, list. On the list. It, where, where should this be? Is this a rolling well-toned, rolling boned or rolling groan? Uh, Rosie, what do you think? I was just trying as you were um, going through that long thing you were talking, but I didn't understand it. Um, oh, well, okay. Rolling well trying to means that it should be number 50. It's a perfect place. Place this Rolling grown in the context that, no, 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 no. I'm of the other hip hop albums Rolling. that we've heard. So that would be Public Enemy, Lauren Hill, Wu-Tang, Outkast, Nas, uh, Missing One in There. Biggie, The Chronic. Biggie, The Chronic. Uh, so I... I think this fits correctly with uh, with the the other hip hop albums that we've heard. One thing I love about it is this is 2001, so it's well after uh, Public Enemy. Did we do Nation of Millions? Is that the one that that was the yes, yes, yeah? So it's it's well after Public Enemy, even maybe 15 years or more, but it still situates hip hop in a very New York centric place. And I'm I'm surprised Rob that you didn't you know really pump this up, but I I love the way. He takes hip hop. He makes it. He makes it really neighborhood specific. He makes it New York specific. But he's still shouting out other references. He's shouting out the West Coast. Uh, he does shout out Underground Kings from the South, uh, UGK at, 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 at another point in this album. So I like. I like where this is still. He's fighting to be the king of New York, just the way you know Public Enemy was doing, the way Biggie was doing. And I don't like to give. New York too much credit, but, but hip hop definitely came from New York. And at this it's time, the greatest city in the world, it was still right. It was still New York. You had to be the king of New York if you cared about hip hop. So, um, I think it's, it's right for this album to still be on the first page of, uh, of the Rolling Stone, um, website. And I don't think it necessarily needed to be any higher. Um, so, cause it's such a polished, perfect sound, uh, but it's very commercial. So I'm going to stop talking and call it rolling well-toned. Russell, what do you think? I was kind of torn on this album going into it. When I saw they redid the album and I saw Jay-Z was at 50, I thought, oh, he's just so influential. They have to put him super high on the list to kind of, you know, give this the list credit. And I think Jay-Z wrote articles about this list and some of the albums on the list. So I think I, I kind of came into this thinking, oh, this is going to be bullshit. He shouldn't be this high. He's just he's too famous now. He has to be up on the list. I got to tell you guys, I was shocked. I'm super into this album. I loved it. I think you guys, talk, Aaron, you talked about the samples and how you can't, no album can do this anymore. It's too expensive. They're sampling so many things. But I just loved all the music that was played under it. And I, I think I'm a Kanye West guy. I honestly think I just, I loved a lot of the songs of this album. I know the hip hop heads like Aaron might say I'm wrong. And 
I, I would defer to Aaron on this, but I would much rather listen to this than the Nas album. I think this is much more enjoyable. I'm going to say this is rolling boned. It should be higher on the list. And I think it should be way higher on the list. This for me is one of my 10 favorite albums we've listened to. I don't know if it's wow. influential, but if I had al- an album to re-listen to, this is on my list. Rolling boned. Wow. Nice. Aaron, you just got ethered. Matt, what do you think? <laughs> uh, for, for a lot of the same reasons Rosie uh, mentioned, um, I think it's rolling well-toned. Um, you know, I, I I would rather listen to this than Nas personally, but again, we know my whole take on New York rap to begin with. So, you know, I don't want to get into it, but the, the, you know, 50 for Jay-Z seems like a great spot on this whole list. Um, I, again, most, I'm just going to reiterate most of the things that Rosie said and, and go along with that line of thinking. And so I'm going to say rolling well-toned. All right. Well, the correct answer is it's rolling self-promotion. Guys, oh yes, yeah. Yes. Telling everybody how great you are is the number one way that people know how great you are. Nobody's yeah. gonna do it for you. You right. gotta get out yeah. there and yeah. say, I am the best rapper, yeah. and people will just I'm say the I'm the best rapper. It's it's just the way it is. And Russell, I want one. you to take this energy hey, into your I'm dating the best profile. Podca- hey, hey, you guys hear this? Yeah. I'm the best podcaster. Yeah, my balls are the most gray. <laughs> I've got the most gray balls. My balls are so gray, it's crazy. <laughs> My pubic hair is so patchy. It's the patchiest. It's like, it's weird. It goes down one leg, but not the other. It's the best. Like, you got to be confident in what you're saying, Russell. I think that's great. The good joke comes at the end of the podcast, of course, and nobody's listening. All right. Next up, we have an album that's going to be a little controversial. Okay. And I'm hoping that we can handle this in a mature way. What is it? It's the Chuck Berry Great 28. Now, Chuck Berry oh, was no. arrested oh, no. in the 90s oh, no. for setting up a series of toilet cams. Now, toilet cams, oh, no. as I have researched online, are cameras that people will put in toilets to film people going to the bathroom. Okay? Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, a lot of people think, I mean, this Chuck Berry, it's classic rock. A lot of people think that this album should be number one or two. A lot of people dump on this album, but I think it's a golden stream when it comes up on Spotify. A lot of people think this album leaked too early. But that idea oh. always puts me down in the dumps. Some people think it stinks oh. and it should be wiped from the list, but I think we need to get to the bottom of this and do some close-up privates investigation. Next up, we have Chuck Berry, the Great Twenty Eight. When you want to hear about Hello. Rob had twenty-two jokes for that, but he, he didn't have our opening joke ready at the beginning of this podcast. He had to put us on pause for twenty minutes to figure that out. A lot of people think this album stinks and should be wiped from the list. <laughs> we should do a private investigation. Did it better. Speaking of stinks, you guys, my rump shaker got out of control. Can you guys let me know? Does this smell like garlic? <laughs> oh, my God. We've all been ethered. <laughs> oh. Thank you. 